Welcome to Divine Honey Podcast. I am your host, your friend, Tamika Johnson. And I'm your co-host, your friend, Tim Johnson. If this is your first time tuning in, this show is about human experiences. This includes thought-provoking conversations. And most importantly, our Divine Honey guest sharing stories about love, life, journey, and purpose. If you're watching on live or on the replay and you feel inspired, show some love in the chat. Questions and engagement are welcomed. Hey, brother. What's happening? I'm good. How are you? We got like a little uh, flu bug going through the house right now. The shit's got y'all? I'm the last one to get it. Last one that... Your immune system broke down. It got you. Yeah, a week later, Kingston had it last Saturday and the Sunday. And Bree had it Thursday and Friday. And then mine started last night or this morning. Oh, no. And, you know, I, I appreciate you. You're still you're still on here moving and shaking with me. Stop. Mm, <laughs> don't stop. <laughs> Can't stop. Won't stop. Um mm. Yes, well, I'm glad to be back. I had like a week off. I went to um, Napa with a group of friends. It was about 12 of us. All flew in to California. Um, it was a, I love Napa. It's one of those trips that I've always wanted to do. It's kind of in my mind, like the bougie trip, you know, and I like wine and getting to see like wine country. Um, it was good. I think the first night it was really rainy. We did go through off season, so it was slow, which is good because it's twelve of us, so we were able to move accordingly. Sure. Um, we went to okay. We did do the escape room while we were there. I suck at escape rooms. I, it's off my. I've done it. I'll never do one again. I just can't. You gotta think. be able to be calm. You gotta be able to be calm. Look, I'm not losing their panicking. I already know you. <laughs> it was so many thoughts, like, but we almost got it done. So oh, that, y'all didn't even do it. Finish it? No, we didn't finish in time. You only it's timed. Yeah. It is timed. Um, but then we went to to we did our wine tastings the next day. So we got there Thursday, did the escape room. Friday we went and did visit some wineries and we all wore our shirts we had different things like my one friend Sophia had on back that glass up I had corks are for quitters um we went to our first winery we went to I mean a little disappointing I'm not gonna say much about it, it wasn't very accommodating and it was just put them on blast <sighs> yeah I'm not gonna do that um it, so it kind of like brought the group down a little bit like dang you know but then we go to the next place. We go, The next place we went to was Brazen Cellars. It's family owned. Um, Mario Brazen is, I must, I, I think he's deceased. And I don't know why I think he is. We did meet his wife. She was like the first lady of the place. She was taking pictures with us. We went in there. They accommodated us quickly. They pulled chairs up. They had the cheese. They had everything. They played music for us. It's 12 of us. I'm going to post um, more pictures um, I posted little, but we had so much fun. We were just tasting wine. We were singing. We were laughing. Like, it was just... Like I they had a speaker in there for y'all, or what? Yeah, that you could play music. And, yeah. Y'all and people, out there stepping on grapes barefoot? No, we're just sitting in, like, a room in a 
rest that's not a restaurant a winery inside and just there's three like four wines we get to taste and it, it was so much fun but we were having such a good time and they were such a great hostess that or host that we were like where do you suggest we go next they said there's a place called Maco next door Maco vineyards and they called and when we got there everything was set up um we had a good time he said each of us could request a song so each of us would request a song we were just hyping there we just had uh, a good time i think one of my favorite parts was like just us singing and just happy mind you i didn't know all of these ladies i knew maybe less than half maybe th four of them out of the 12 and it was just a great trip i felt like i left meeting some really amazing women in four days now tell them to uh follow us on this and promote our uh talk podcast I didn't, but guess what? I'm Come following. On, I know. I got to get better. I want to put those two. Um, I'm going to put this in the chat. We also went on the the next day we did the Napa wine train. I did enjoy that. It was like a four, five course meal. We went to these really nice wineries, like family owned. Like this is like old money. Um. We dressed like we were at the Kentucky Derby. So we wore dresses with our sneakers. I had my Jordans and we had our little hats. Um, it was fun. My favorite part on that was at the end, when we're going back to like after visiting the wineries, you had like a little dance party. And it was so fun. We were like dancing to like dirty dancing and all this. And like kind of just the, it felt good like just watching us all. And we're all like, you know how sometimes you're put in a box. Like even like black, like even by culture, like you should like this or you shouldn't like this or shouldn't like that. But we knew all the rock songs. We were just like, it was like pure black girl magic. It was like we were able to, yes, it was like we could just be free and dance without judgment. And that was my favorite part of the trip, too. You guys, I put in um, the wineries we went to and their Instagram information and um, just Napa Wine Train. They're on Instagram as well. But it was an amazing trip. I needed it. <laughs> and um, happy to be home. That's all I got on that. But, yes, if anyone's interested in Napa, there's beautiful things to do there. We didn't do everything, of course, but... Look into it. So you're saying someone probably need like a week, a week out there versus just a couple of days? Oh, uh, I was fine with four days. It was just weather. It was very rainy and off season. So uh, like there's other things you could do. Like you could do the hot air balloon. There's all these things. Um, but you get in the hot air balloon? No, it was crappy outside. Uh, we actually drove. I do want to go back to the Bay Area because I want to go to San Francisco. I, we had to drop one of the girls off. I would flew, some of us flew in through the Oakland airport and another half of us, a couple people, or I think it was one person, was San Francisco. So we dropped them off. I couldn't see the San Francisco Bridge because, the Golden Gate Bridge, because it was so foggy out. And I think I want to go back and visit, but it was a great trip and I suggest yeah, it. Glad you enjoyed it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So you ready for tomorrow? 
Yeah, hopefully I wake up feeling better and, and hope to watch, you know, Pat Mahomes get a get a victory. Okay. So Pat Mahomes, is he probably on the 49ers? Ah, you're wild. No. Didn't the Chiefs win last year? Haven't the Chiefs won consistently? He's the quarterback for the Chiefs, bro. <laughs> oh. Didn't they win Super Bowl last year, though? Yeah. Okay. So you just want them to keep winning. But he's also, you know what I'm saying, one of us. You know what I'm saying, half black. Or he might be great for us. I don't know. Oh. Cheering for him. I know who he is. Didn't his dad? They, I saw his dad's mug shot. I'm just saying. That's That's how it clicked. Yeah, his dad just got a DUI in Texas. Hey, it happens. So you're for the and Chiefs. I'm hoping for that, too, because I know they knew who, once he said who he was, they could have let him go low-key and be like, hey, can I get an autographed jersey or something? Autograph something? You know and then also low-key, like for real, for real, though, was like, hey, we can just get you a ride home versus giving you this DUI ahead of the Super Bowl. But here we are. Yeah. So, yeah, who I don't. Who I got in it? Okay, we're not. Last year, who did? Okay, the Chiefs, they played, what was it, the Eagles? Last year? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we did, you know, they had Super Bowl was here in Phoenix. So we went to the Super Bowl experience. And they oh, were, yeah. yeah, they were like, well, pick which team. We didn't know any, we didn't even know who was playing. So we just said, we're going to go for, we're going to root for the Eagles. We're going to root for the Eagles. So we could do the Super Bowl experience fine. The next day is Super Bowl, so we watch it. I watch it at my friend's house. And we play a drinking game. It's, if the other team gets a touchdown, you got to take a shot. I mean, we lost. It was a bad night. Like, we was smacked. Smacked. Like, uh, so... And the person who, shout out to the person who suggested let's play a drinking game. She knows who she is. She can never ask me to play any type of drinking game again. So they said there's like the three S's. You got the people that are there for the sports, people there for the social social aspect, and the people there for the snacks. <laughs> which which one are you? Which one are you falling under? Social and snacks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm greedy. <laughs> there for a good time. I don't even understand football because I asked you to teach me and you, you refuse. You watched me play all through high school. I didn't know what was going on. Girl. I, <laughs> I just knew. <laughs> but who, are you ready for this halftime show though? Oh, uh, Ursher? My boo. They've been doing a lot of TikToks. Like, I saw one, there was a teacher that like had, uh, what she do? She had like Usher up on the screen and then like her lyrics and had like the class like following along with her stick as she's saying, sing the song like this. That was uh -huh. pretty dope. Oh, I see that TikTok too. Yeah. What, yeah the I think everybody, I think this might be like really the best one like ever. Oh, the classroom goes, she goes, go situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he's going to show out. Who do you think he's going to bring on stage with him? He's going to bring Little John out there for show because mm -hmm. that was a movement. I bet he'll bring out Alicia Keys for my boo because that was a movement. Um, what's another one of his popular features? Mm. 
And then I think it'll just be all him, like for real. Yeah, he doesn't need anybody. He, he don't really need, yeah, you know what I'm saying? He's had great writers in his career, and all of his music is everlasting. So I, this, this Super Bowl is probably going to touch, like, a spectrum of folks. Like, I thought, like, The Weeknd was going to do something. I think after watching The Weeknd's halftime, whatever he did, <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. You can't do this for the R&B folks. But yeah, Usher gonna kill it. He gonna go crazy. Yes, I used to love Usher. I went to see him twice, like in oh, one year. Real? Yeah, I went to the um, I forgot what tour it was. I don't even know why. Huh? Eighty-seven on one. No, this is later. I was really young on that one. I'm like an adult. Um, the oh, uh, when the song. Oh my God! Oh, oh yeah. like that. Like, you're them. Yep. yep. So I went. Who's, oh, that's the Black Eyed Peas. That Black Eyed Peas, yeah. So I went yeah. here in Phoenix. This is like the beginning of the tour. And then I went in Omaha at the end of the same tour. So that was that used to be my baby. Well, let's look at some comments. What y'all talking about in here? Okay. Oh, so <laughs> is Sheba 1121 never again? I know what she's referring to. She's referring to that's... <laughs> the drinking game. Yes, Sheba, we know who this person is and if they're watching we're not we don't we don't mess with you. <laughs> um and then also she said halftime and snacks. Yes. Okay. Well, you guys were in Black History Month. I got my I probably can't even see it, but I got my shirt on to represent. So, I got mine on too. This is a, a brand by my homie Reno. Hold on, let me see. Put Foreign it, gents. We probably we probably need to get him on here one day. Yes. Foreign, Foreign gents. Yes. You should put his link. We gotta drop his stuff in there. We'll make sure we get um a website or a link or some contact information. Sure. Um, yeah. Oh, thank you. Just a key at heart, Foreign Gents. She put it in there, so y'all check it out. Oh. Mm -hmm. So we are, we're going to talk about black history, um, an inspirational person in the culture. So you go first, Tim. All right. I, I kind of like just want to give a shout out to, you know, all the folks out there hustling, grinding, you know, living day to day life and taking care of their mental health, taking care of their business. Mm -hmm. So shout out to all y'all doing that, you know. Don't really want to go too deep into the rabbit hole, but, you know, our existence sometimes is tougher than others. So shout out to you if you keep going and keep grinding and doing your thing. But I'm a rock with Shannon Sharp right now. I've been I've been doing like a lot of work around authenticity, authenticity, authenticity. And I think for real, for real, like as far as any person doing podcasting, social media, he's on a couple of sports shows. He has his own sports show. He has his own podcast like he's he's out here doing it man so i want to shout him out and i think you know he's been going a lot viral a lot you know from monique just went on there cat williams been on there a lot of people have been on the show but of late i think he can bring that stuff out of people even though you know people come with preloaded ammo for show however you still have to be brave enough to speak that out regardless of because mm -hmm. a lot of that stuff is personal so you still got to be brave enough to speak that out and i think because he is so, such an authentic human. 
he relates. Even he had 21 Savage on there, you know what I'm saying, watching his interview. Like, he, he relates to a lot of people, and his him just being himself, it helps ease some of that tension and um, shyness or anxiety, if you will, mm-hmm. to uh, speak your truth. So I want to shout out to your favorite uncle, Mr. Shannon Sharp. I love it. Yeah, I'm starting to get into him. Yeah, obviously because he's gone viral, but I'll, I like will catch clips of him and Ocho Cinco. So. Oh yeah, the nightcap, mm-hmm. the comedy. <laughs> Why? You got Gilbert Arenas on there too every once in a while. So. Oh okay, yeah. Well, the inspirational person I chose to talk about is. Remember, we're talking about you only know about the same people. Sure. So I chose Henrietta, Henrietta Lacks. Um, she was an African-American woman whose cancer cells are the source of the HeLa, which is abbreviated for her name, cell line. Um, it's the first immortalized human cell, and it's the oldest and most commonly used. So her cells became the first human cells to be grown replicated outside of the body she got had gotten cervical cancer so they did the biopsy and they discovered at john hopkins this super cell so these cells contribute to the advancement of like hpv polio and COVID vaccines um medications for aids hiv um in vitro fertilization. So all like medications, probably that cell has touched this. And this cell can live for a long time. Mind you, she died in 1951. And so grateful for her contribution. But again, um, her cells were taken without the family's knowledge and used until night. They didn't have no knowledge of it until 1975. One thing, the backstory, I know that they did tried to test the kids and they didn't know why like they were checking the kids out because to see if they had this cell it was really that but they didn't um there's a company that has been using the cell bill they've made billions of dollars has been made off of oh you really been out here researching yes but oprah winfrey she made a movie um about it and it's kind of from the perspective like the aftermath like the kids afterwards and what What's they the were going called? through it is there's a book too i'll put it in there and it's the same thing the immortal Color life purple? huh i'm gonna put it in there, the immortal life of henrietta Lacks. but oh. god is good right because in 2023 her family um they got a settlement and as as they should yes so how much bread they break it's undisclosed so um crappy that like this family and henrietta was taken advantage of you know right but she contributes so much and so i wanted to highlight her and it's prevalent today because we still benefit and she did not die in vain sure so let me put I mean, that brings that brings light to a lot of things as far as the exper- experimental processes or situations that black folks are put in 
in those earlier years of the 19, from like the 1900, probably even before then, but yeah, the ones sure. that we know today, you know, there was a lot of experiments done on our kind just because our genetics were different, so. Yes, so, I, yes, so I put the book in there, and that movie, there's a movie with the same title. Also, I want to highlight that in Phoenix, there is um, the fourth annual Black History Celebration is going to be Saturday, February 17th, 12 to 4 o'clock at the Grassroots Bookstore. The Grassroots Bookstore is the only Black-owned bookstore here in the Phoenix area. It is the hub here. They do they do a lot of things there. They have chess. They have game nights. They have entertainment, poetry, learning, you name it. Books. You can get your books published in there, you guys. They, I've covered, I've been there for, um, what are those called when you have a, a meet and greet for your book launch? Um, but at this celebration, there's going to be culture, history, music, poetry, performance, arts, Black-owned businesses, shopping, food vendors, community resources, activists will be there, authors, children activities. This is family and network opportunities. Family-friendly events. Family-friendly events. And let me put that in there. So go check out. Pop out. Pop out. Show up and show out. What's the weather been like out there for y'all? It's rainy. It's been shit here. Because I was just wondering, because we've had so much, it's been so warm here, so I'm like, what? I wonder what y'all getting hit with, because it's going to be coming our way at some point. It needs to. <laughs> It needs to. I think we got to like 60 degrees the other day. No. We're, I, we've been in the 60s, but it's been wet and rainy. The ideal weather here is probably 70s and not raining. Right. But it's better than when I was there and it was negative. So maybe the, wet, the bad weather has just been following me. I don't know. I dig it. All right. Well, let's get into it. Let's get into these relationships. Well, here's the thing. Let's start with you because you're married. You're from a man's perspective. Um, Did you always know you wanted to get married? Yeah, I think from early on, I didn't want to be a stereotype. That that always stayed in the back of my mind to have multiple baby moms, Mm -hmm. things of that nature. So that yeah that was that was always a staple and plus, you know, growing up for us, I didn't know nobody that was married for real. Right. So I never even seen what that looked like. <laughs> <laughs> so we we out here we out here thugging it out making it work. I think with the now to this day even before Kingston was born, um, you got to ordain quick and we just spontaneously went and got married by the court. So that we would be officially married before Kingston was born. Y'all, I officiated. I married y'all. That's what I said. You got ordained. I got ordained. Oh, I, I missed that part. I thought you said by the courts. Yeah, I said you got ordained and we got married by the courts. All right. Your sister's not a good listener. I'm working on it. Listen, bro. <laughs> so, yeah, we got married before Kingston was officially married before Kingston was born. Obviously, you can get married in front of God, but we got married for the court so that it's the legal paperwork has been submitted. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been nice. I was, it's funny that we're talking about this now. It's like our phones listen to what we say. So, mm-hmm. you know, the breakfast club is 
I always catch little snippets and they had T Grizzly on there and T Grizzly had brought up something super interesting in the fact of, you know, everybody's special to somebody, but also you choose your partner. Mm-hmm. So when you're ready to propose and make that next step, those are your choices you're making as a man or woman, whoever is the one that is proposing, you're making that choice saying that I want to spend the rest of my life with you. So how do we get back to those thoughts around what that looks like? Because I think, and actually I wouldn't even think the statistics probably would support me. I just don't have them in front of me. You know, divorce rates are so high because folks get married out of situations or convenience versus actually choosing or selecting that person that I want to spend the rest of my life with. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's one major part and factor. But yeah, Bray and I are doing well. Um, We talk every day. We communicate well with each other. Um, yeah, we, we rocking. How did you know she was, she was that one? Cause I knew you were going to propose to her a year before you actually did. You told me you were <laughs> going to. That's a great question. So there's a lot about me that throws people off, but she lets me be who I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's never asked me to change. Obviously, I'm going to provide for my family and do all those fatherly and husband duties, but she lets me be who I am. I crack jokes, even though they irritate her sometimes, but I crack jokes. I wrote that in my vows that I would always be what it is. I bring that up actually quite a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, she lets me be me. And when you're able to do that, it's, it's something that it never it never changes like i said obviously we're going to grow as people and as we learn and as we advance in our careers there's growth in those but we also mm-hmm. grow together like we don't do things that are separate you know what i mean which is nice mm-hmm. obviously we have our lives outside of each other but we also take time to build our life together mm-hmm. so there's a balance because you know sometimes like you you said you have things outside of each other and sometimes you don't think that's possible when it's not not li- living separate lives by any means. It's having no, like, I'm just self- talking about identity. Like friends, yeah, identity. Like yeah, just yeah. doing activities. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. And um, none of that's been stripped from either one of us. Like she loves to do all of her social media stuff. So if you got time, if you're watching, you know, just the Kia Heart on IG, Facebook, TikTok, you know, tap in with her. Um, she talks a lot of health growth uh, she's actually going through a a period in her life where she's all about her growth and making changes to be better for herself which has been beautiful to watch um and blossom so yeah we we out here doing it i love it it was funny because there was uh so one of her tiktoks probably might still be going viral so if you haven't seen it it it's just uh talking about i think it was like how attractive her husband was or something like that along those lines but she was like doing therapy with people in the chats because they're like, why would your husband let you do that? But it's like, it's full support over here. Like ain't nothing wrong with doing what she got to do. You know what I mean? So we out, we out here doing our thug dizzle. She's doing it for sure. Um, and again, if you haven't start to tap that, tap that follow button, tap in with her. Yeah. She has very good content. Great content. Yeah. I, so it's interesting. Um, Obviously, we grew up in the same family, brother and sister. We're talking about backgrounds and 
relationship, I would say my perspective, you know, I didn't know anybody like in our family that was like married, but technically all our aunts, all them, there are different generations. They were all had husbands. They just died. (laughs) So by time our generation came up, there was this all women. I would say I looked at it as women were the head of our family. Even though there was cousins, male cousins in the snap, the women, hands down, were the matriarch of our family. Um, so obviously I didn't have that either, um, what being in a relationship was, is, um, or a sense of marriage. So it's like, I'm older than you, so I'm like learning like all these things now so I can get, you know, be a good partner and know what I want from them, but know who I am and know what I can give. Absolutely. And I think the, that's the, mm-hmm. that's, that's it right there. It's knowing yourself, but also there's, there's also give and take. Yeah. So you got to know what, when your limits are pushed or when, when your limits are reached. And then also still, how do you still to support somebody during that time? Yes. I think um, sometimes when you don't have good representation of what a relationship should look like, like you're learning it on the way and then you're learning about yourself and learning about maybe your negative actions <laughs> and what you attract. Because, yes, I've been in some long-term relationships, but nothing that's led to marriage, nothing that I would find, like, healthy, but... I try not to beat up on myself too much because I didn't know what I didn't know. I have to take accountability for my actions, yes, but I did not have awareness. I had no self-awareness. Like, I look back, I'm just, and maybe that little bit of selfishness because I had, I wasn't feeling good about myself. Like, I needed something, and I was trying to get it from somebody else. So, so focused on my somebody else fulfilling that need. So I guess what I'm saying is it is important to know yourself and somewhat deal with your issues. It doesn't mean you're going to be perfect because I think social media, in my opinion, has, you have to, you hear, you have to be healed, whole, and healthy to be with someone. Yes, but you'll never be perfect. There's always going to be you're always going to have to grow yeah facts so no one's going to be perfect but i think self-awareness and knowing yourself and knowing what you need is important but i think that's what you just hit the nail right on the head i think that's what the problem is because we we look for perfection Mm -hmm. we're imperfect beings yeah you know what i'm saying there's no there's no way to reach perfection but we can we can heal though for sure we can forgive we can heal we can move forward with our lives and from those situations, I call them opportunities, we then learn more mm-hmm. about ourselves, which then enhances that self-awareness. You know what I'm saying? So I think I think those opportunities are given to us for a reason so that we know, like, okay, now this isn't what I like. But I can bend here, though. I might not like it, but I can bend here a little bit, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, as long as it's making my, my other person happy about it. So there, there's a little bit of that also. Yeah, I think another, like, kind of like, I'll ask you this too. 
I was watching, again, your phone must hear you. Um, there's this guy, Pastor Keon, and I listened to him, and it was a Bible study about relationships, and they had different couples come up, and he, like, you know, they were just, like, kind of casually just talking, and they talked about trust versus love. As I've gotten older, I would say I would pick trust because if I don't trust you, there's always going to be. Well, if you don't got no trust, there ain't no foundation for love. There's no, you said it perfectly. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like, I have yeah. to trust you because there's, an, you said it perfectly. There's no foundation for love. Um, it's more than that's just. That's how the toxicity, that's how all the toxic stuff happens. Yeah, it's more than just a feeling. Like, feelings and relationships are super intentional, you know? They're intentionally you. Like I said, you're selecting the person you want to be with. You're choosing them. When I make that vow of this ring that I'm presenting with you, either the man or the female, whoever proposes, you're to that point. I am picking you. I choose you. Mm-hmm. And knowing, like, through all of that, that journey of being together, you're, you're going to change. And just still choosing <laughs> to love that person at their worst. But that's why it's important not to create that divide. So as I was saying about, you know, Bree and I have our lives outside of each other. You still have to water that grass where you're in the middle too. Mm-hmm. You still put the nourishment and love and attention into your relationship. Because once you become two separate beings, that's where that door for divorce or separation starts to happen. And if you're not taking that intentional time to work on your home front, your home base, it's only opening the door for other things to happen. A hundred percent. Um, this is kind of cause you know, single woman controversial. I did do a podcast a long time ago. Can men and women be friends? And I think be platonic friends. And I put an asterisk by it only, but this is off personal experiences. I've not had platonic male friends, any man that sure. It's only been romantic. Maybe we became friends afterwards. But once you kind of cross that line, I take the word platonic out. Like, sure, sure. So, but I'm not, I'm a girl's girl. But I only have one guy friend. My yeah. buddy Jay. Like, 20-something years. That's the only platonic brotherhood outside of having, that I have. And me and, um, I was getting my hair done, you know, hair dresser girl talk she said if because i'm single she said if your husband came to you today and, and this this was guaranteed was going to be your husband and they said you but you have to let go of that friendship what i i said oh that's tough um what else am i going to be asked to get rid of age but thing, my age but you got my age is a factor you got to remember that i'm yeah over for it. But this is, this is what I'll say to that. Yeah. So, like, if that question were to happen, if Jay really was your homie, mm -hmm. Jay would start to step back to allow your relationship to flourish. 100%. So, you wouldn't, he wouldn't even put you in a situation to where it's like, because you did the same for him. You know what I'm saying? So I did. Do that I did. You? I did. Because I want, I want, he's my friend. I want him to be happy. I want him to win. Mm-hmm. 
and then we were able to come back and be friends later. Exactly. Yeah. And that's a part of that's a part of the yeah. process. There's never ultimatums make things tough. But if someone is like a real friend, which friendship to me is like a listener, advice giver, they have their problems where you listen to it's mm-hmm. a it's 50 50 like it's mutually beneficial for both parties. Mm-hmm. And if we know that a relationship is on the horizon, either side of the coin, one person will start to take back take a back seat. Oh, and for even, sure. Whoever is pursuing something may not even realize that that is happening because we're allowing space to happen because in that foundational piece of starting a relationship, there's anxiety and there is insecurity no matter what you do. And we don't, we still don't know each other as the people trying to start a relationship. Mm-hmm. So unintentionally or indirectly, that other per- opposing person might take an outside friendship as a threat until we get to know each other where that foundation of trust can be built. Right. And I think that's where I'm at. I can't start getting rid of things. It would just have to be a conversation of why do you feel this way? Right. Is it, that's it. Is it, that's really, is it ego or is yeah. there a real threat? Is there something inappropriate you saw? If there's, yeah. but if it's just this person, person merely exists, then that's a whole different conversation. 100%. And obviously 100%. there is boundaries me and him are friends, but he's a married man. There are boundaries. <laughs> there just is. Mm-hmm. But. But you said it, though. Communication <laughs> is the foundation of all successful relationships. So if we're not able to communicate around something that is bothering you. I can't fix anything. You can't fix anything. Nothing can be done because I don't know. Right. So even though that would be uncomfortable, maybe he's like, man, I don't want to bring this up to Tamika, how this makes me feel, because it's going to cause conflict. Here's the thing. I want him to bring it up. We have to communicate and get through those uncomfortable conversations. Right now is where I'm at. I'm built for that conversation. Even if I react, I can come back from it. I have this, the skill set to have the conversation. Ten years ago, maybe not. Um, so yeah, so sometimes you can't say what you would or wouldn't do. I would leave it as, I would hope I wouldn't be asked that. It would be a conversation of, let's talk, what's going on. Yeah, facts. That's what yeah. I can like just say right now. Yeah. But. Which again goes to the growth that you've made around being self-aware. Mm-hmm. Because you know when something is off, you can feel it. Oh. And if your partner chooses not to talk about it, then it might be. You know what I'm saying? If it's early enough in the stages, it might be, well, you and I are in the same spot. Yeah. And that's just what it is. And that's okay. And that's okay. We'll, we'll move along. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would say, so I would say trust in communication and also trust because I need to feel safe. I need you to say everything you need to say. Right. Like, don't leave me guessing, don't leave me wondering, um, and be kind of straight to the point. The more for me, when you're not straight to the point, clear, when you're not clear and direct, I tend not to trust. Right. So what are your top things in your, for 
you needed in your relationship are important. I say communication, communication, consistency, and growth. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Because we're not going to be the same person every day. Like even before this, I kind of snapped on her because I'm I'm stick. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, man, let me just have a bad day. You know, so it it happens. You know, but communication is key. Um, growth and consistency. Showing up, making sure you're going to show up. Next. So, another thing I was thinking about, like, social media, how they're kind of shaping relationships and kind of, like, the convert, like, the same old conversations you hear from, like, on podcasts and sometimes I feel kind of divisive. Yeah, like, for real, for real, I feel sorry for anybody trying to date right now because... You, you pop on, and I know we touched on Kevin Samuels, but you put on Kevin Samuels stuff, or you put on, uh, like, the Breakfast Club podcast, or you put on, you can really find any podcast, for real, for real. Mm-hmm. So whatever you're choosing to, to soak into your brain is what is going to be your output. So my advice would be, for any person that is trying to be in a relationship, and it's just starting out, I would get rid of all social media. Let that, let that ride. Mm-hmm. Because your brain, like our, our brain chemistry is shaped so much by what we watch because that's what we're, 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 fill, we're feeding our brains, all of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? And Bree just said social media only affects you if you choose to follow it. Yeah. And a lot of times we make those choices to follow because there's something in us that's like, oh, I need to hear that. I need to hear that. Yeah, she's talking that shit. Right. They're talking that shit. Yeah, let's keep, let's stay with it. Let's stay with it. But it's only poison. It's poison. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like, I know, like, there were some things that went viral, like, oh, let me think of one. Do you know who Ebony K. Williams is? Mm-hmm. Did you remember her thing that went viral with her and Iyanla? Yep. That she said, would you date a bus driver? I felt like it was a little, you knew what she was going to say. She said, if he owns the bus, <laughs> I mean... That's, she wants someone equally yoked to her. That's what she wants, yeah. There's nothing, like, I don't know why it was a debate, like. But in, but in that, though, Tamika, the reason becomes a, date, a debate because some folks are looking for her to be like, well, if I love them, I can cherish him and we can grow together. Mm-hmm. But others are looking for her to say, I need a boss-ass dude with me because I'm a boss. Mm-hmm. And then in our brains, we take that on as like, yeah, I am a boss. So now, I hell no, I ain't going to date no bus driver or no teacher. They ain't not on my level. So that's where it can go right. and can go to. See, and I look at that, like, I see what caliber she's on, the things she does and how she moves and shakes. She probably couldn't be successfully with someone who's just working a nine to five. And there could be possibly some insecure. She's a very strong woman and very, right. so she would need someone to compliment that. They would have to be very secure, but... Maybe for her, she would probably need someone where they're on similar. Well, the thing about it for me is, and I'm just thinking like as a social worker, when you don't even open your your brain or your eyes to to love, because at that point you're not even opening up for that, That's because true. you can find a love in any in any circumstance. That is true. You can make a connection with any human in any circumstance, but as soon as I say my job title, now you're yeah. turned off. But those feelings that you felt were real, but you won't even let those feelings 
manifest because now you know what my title is. Why why would my title impact the way that you feel about me? But it, social media does that. Mm-hmm. And I guess I looked at it from her perspective. It was not. It's not my perspective. Here's the thing. For me, I want a guy that's. I'm a nine to five worker. I'm, but I have big dreams and big goals. But that's my dreams and that's my goal, right? As an individual person. But I just would want a guy that the inside has integrity, loving, cares about me, trust, communicates, dedicated, those type of things. But on the other hand of providing, I do need a man that is financially responsible. You can be financially responsible no matter how much money you make. 100%. Um, But we have to have the same or thought process when it comes to stability and fiscal responsibility. But you don't get there in a week, though. No. No, (laughs) but... So that's something where you have to make the investment. Right. But fiscal responsibility is important to me. Like, I... Like, you got to get yourself together. You ain't ready for no wife. You, you, you like, barely living. That's why why I said, like, ultimately for that person, ultimately makes that choice to propose. Like, I didn't choose to propose until I was stable. Yeah. Like, if I didn't have enough bread to support, ain't no point, ain't no point even making this choice. And now we we got it, you know, we got our house together. We got a lot of things happening for us because you got to, when you make those decisions, you don't want to make this decision out of circumstance. You want to make it as an opportunity because now we both can grow and flourish together. Yes. A given, a give and take reciprocity. <laughs> and there's, we got to really forget like the compromise is going to come in there. Y'all, we going to end up sometimes doing shit. We don't, we don't want to do like, it's not my favorite, yeah. but I have right. to, I have to be there for this person. Sometimes I might have to, I realize I, I might have to put my, what I'm learning, I might have to put my shit aside sometime because that person might need it more than me. My my shit's gonna have to come next week. Yeah. <laughs> like this ain't it. <laughs> and you gotta be self aware to know when someone is down and let them be down. Just provide that support. Right. So that's you know, I think another thing is being for a listener, you know. I'm not going to generalize women, but we like to talk and get our feelings out. I think what I would have to work on is listening. Sure. <laughs> Look, at least I'm aware of it. Oh, there's another one. What's the other big debate on social media? I actually don't. I have a big thing about this. If someone were to ask me straight out the gate, what do you bring to the table? I don't know. That would bother me. I'll tell you why. I, this is not a checklist of job interviews. We, I'm about, I'm a Pisces. This is about vibing, feeling, getting to know each other on a level. All those things I want to know, they come up. We're talking as really just getting to know each other. I see how you move and operate in life, what you do. Like, I'm genuinely getting to know you. So I will know what you bring to the table. Like, if it's something I value. If I just right. give you a checklist of, well, I do this, I have this. And then the man looks at me and says, I don't care about nothing like that. So what I find valuable about myself, as I'm listening off, he might not care about those things. I prefer you to really get to know me, see how I treat people, how I handle myself, handle my business, my work, all these things. Of course, you're asking these questions along the way. But if you see what you like and if it's a value to you, 
it's just more organic to me. I just, I don't like that question. I also think about that. Uh, the other thing that went value, uh, viral was that thing about dates. Mm-hmm. If you take me to this restaurant, I'm like, yeah, what? That's, that's stupid. And then that she said Cheesecake bad. Factory. I'm like, I like Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> Yeah, but I here's think the and I probably did like some fast food or something. Yeah. Quick. <laughs> like, shit, this is how I'm rocking. If you rock it with it, let's keep rocking. But if not, it's all good. Keep it pushing. Okay. Well, I might say something unpopular. I'm just going to say, I don't care where you take. Like, actually, I like simple things. I like going for walks. I like going and getting smoothies. I used to drink coffee, so I used to like coffee shops a lot. But I'll go have tea because sometimes, you know, you have to work up. You're just getting to know people. Because how we date now is just, I might not want to spend a whole dinner with you. You get what I'm saying? Like, Back. I've been I might there. want to have an appetizer. We can get some mozzarella sticks. And, like, chop it up and see if we want to keep hanging out. But I'm going to say something super unpopular. I don't care. I don't care. Y'all, I, I don't, I don't, I don't be, like, paying for dates. I've never <laughs> been, I can't, I've. I've never been asked to. Now, I do nice things, and I will, but, like, later. But, like, off-rip, like, <laughs> I would be, like, thrown off. I mean, I would pay. I would pay my stuff. He will stop testing me. I'll, oh, I'll pay my own stuff. I'll, that's fine. But that's not the kind of gentleman I'm looking for, you guys. <laughs> But I've never been approached that way before. That's not been my experience in life. You got to understand, that's not been my experience. I've never dated anyone that was like that. They've always took care of it. But I probably not. You probably said, you're probably gonna say, "Oh, that's why she's single." That's not why I'm single. I wish uh, that if that was so simple. No, I didn't say that shit. Like, if you want someone to pay for you for your first date, yeah, that's so be it. I mean, I'll, and that's again, that's again one of those those ones, one of those things. If I'm choosing to take you on the date, if we think of a traditional sense, I don't think there's a lot of traditional things happening anymore. Yeah. But if we think of it in that traditional sense, and I feel like that's what a, you know a traditional statement. Like I would expect the man to pay for if we went to lunch or something. If you, especially if you ask me. So what if you ask them? You know what? No, I wouldn't ask. So. All right. Well, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. It's it's not. You always say what you would or wouldn't do. I don't know. I've been different with different men, like in a giving sense. But I just, in general, they've always been had the mentality that they take care of it. Yes, have I offered and things before? A hundred percent. Oh, there was one, this guy took me out so many times. Me and him used to have so much fun together. And one night we went out for drinks. I said, I got this. I go, you do so much nice stuff for me. I said, I got this. And we we lit that tab up. And we had a good time. But I just, like, always appreciated his company. And we were never going to be serious. But he took his time, his money, his energy just to be cool with me. So, you know. That's cool. Um, let me see what if we got in comments. Okay, the best thing for my mental health, mental health years ago, was cleaning up who I followed on social media. Yeah, that's a big thing. It's who, so who you follow is what you're going to attract. That's what you're going to see on your feed. If you want more positive, inspirational, 
growth things, that's who you need to follow. But I will say this, because some of us are going into that. And I want y'all to give us, from a male's perspective, give us some advice. A lot of us are, I'm stepping back out into dating um, as well. Um, Trying to date healthy, understanding my boundaries, um, and respecting others. So I did go back into therapy only because just to kind of just, I'm going to be intentional about dating this year. So one of my homeworks was five things that we need in a relationship. So you guys think about it. What are five things that you guys need in a relationship? And then the second part, it's not really relationship. It was five things I struggle with acceptance of self, which I guess that is important when you're about to go out to this dating world. So five things we need in a relationship and five things you may struggle with acceptance of self. So those are some little homework things that I have. But going out into this dating season and not being discouraged, you know, I think as you get older, like I'm getting older, I'm a woman in my 40s. I keep bringing this up and I'm single and no children. There's a, I think it's getting more accept. It's not, it's not unnormal for that. I have plenty of people in my life that don't have kids in their 40s and are single. But I feel like there's still a little bit of a stigma in it and you get kind of scared oh, am I going to end up alone? Or why is it taking me so long? Or I would just say, just stay encouraged. What's your advice? Yeah, just trust the process. Shoot, your person just may not be be ready for you yet. Right. You may not be ready for them. Facts. And I think, too, focusing on being present and being focused on the great things that you do have in your life. So what would you give ladies and gentlemen who's dating in this climate? Because like you said, a lot of traditional values are pretty much out the door. You as a man, what's your, for women, what's your advice? I would say doing homework just like that. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what are the things that you're actually looking for? Because I think a lot of times we get caught up in the whirlwind of, all the things that are happening and we actually don't even know what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. So like, what do you want in a partner? Like how, how many times have you done any reflection on what do I actually want in a partner? Because I would imagine it'd take a lot of people to actually think about what are the things that you value? Cause we forget some of those things that we value because we're so caught up in that person's conversation or that person's relationship mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or that person's podcast. You know what I'm saying? We get caught up in all those things that we actually do forget. Like, damn, what am I looking for in a partner? And then what do you what do you have to offer? I think that's also important too, mm-hmm. so that you can become self aware of like I do have some good things about me because yeah. I think you can get into a deep hole of depression when you're like, damn, I am getting older, I am single. Like, what do I like? Think about what you have to offer because you have something to offer somebody. A hundred percent. Anytime you can take time to reflect, that's gonna be your best friend. But in doing that, you got to be comfortable with what comes out. Because I think a lot of times when we get into that silence, it scares us. Oh, 100%. And the little voice in your head saying, okay, you're not lovable. You're not good enough. You're not. And get off, I would say, 
to what social media and stuff is presenting to us, what relationships are, you got to look for something else. You got to look something if you're I know we listen to things online, but something that um, promotes growth, self-awareness that promotes love, that promotes that shows you compromise like you want to be married, start watching things with married people that have been married for 40, 50 years. Um, just educating yourself, but of course, loving yourself too is so important. Nobody wants a, a broken partner. Right. You know, I want to ask you one more thing because I'm curious. What is your love language? Mm-hmm. I think I, I'm a gift giver. I love to give gifts. Mm. I like affirmation. Okay. You love to give them or you like to get gifts? Like, I love to give gifts. You love to give I gifts. I give people gifts. Okay. Yeah. I like to watch other people be happy. Oh, Nice. Um, you know yours? Yeah, I had taken a test before. So mine are, you know, my top one is words of affirmation. Words are important. I need to be told that I'm loved, that I've cared about, and that I'm in, that might be some other things. Um, but I also like to tell the people that I care about that I love them and I care about them and that they're valuable to me. Um, quality time. I like spending time with people or if, you know, if I had a significant other, I would love to just spend, um, time with them. I know in the past I was in like a relationship where we would just go to the grocery store and I loved it every Sunday, go to the grocery store and we would just have a ball. So really just being in your presence. Oh, um, just a kid heart acts. I know you like to give gifts, but how do you like to be loved? What makes you feel loved is your love language. I caught that too. How you you were saying kind of how you like to love other people, but how do you like to be loved, brother? Uh, just like consistency. People just being there for me. Mhm. Where it's not like it's a, a task. I love that. I do have another question from the male's perspective. Um, How can, as women, like, you know, we love differently. We do things differently. And I think sometimes we forget men have feelings and they need to be loved, nourished, (laughs) nurtured, or whatever. How can we be there for our male counterparts? Man, just provide space. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm provide space for that i think a lot of times like that another thing went viral uh with Shaq. he said that uh what do you say he said i don't tell my partner anything because they're gonna uh hold it against me or throw it in my face at some other point in time and, and then, if, if that's the relationship that you choose to be in that was your choice and then but, i mean you don't you don't you don't get to know that until it until it occurs yeah. so again that goes to that trust if, if you provide me the space to be myself and be authentic and I'm going through something, and I express that to you, I trust that you don't put this back in my face. And I you, trust that you're actually authentically providing the space for me to be myself and be free. 
mm-hmm. and get this off without you holding it against me another time. That's me trusting being vulnerable to do that. And if you don't lay that foundation for that to even happen, then it doesn't ever get there. So then now men resent their partner, which then leads to divorce or leads to cheating or whatever, whatever have you. You know who countered that? I, that was brought up on Club Shay Shay to uh, Monique. And she said, Shaq ain't got no woman. <laughs> she said she, she disagreed because she was like, well, who, who? It's sad because the point is you should be able to tell your partner things. Why? She like what she, what, what she was saying, why would I be going off telling my girl? Like I should be able to confide in my husband. I don't need to. That's, to- that's the toxic love. When we were talking about trust. When that trust is not there, that foundation of love doesn't happen. So now you're in a toxic relationship where that stuff is thrown in your face. Right. Which is why Shaq has had, what, two or three divorces? You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm not trying to throw my man under the bus or anything like that. But, like, he's been divorced before because of toxicity. Well, he's only been married once to Shani O'Neal. Okay, so one divorce. One divorce. But you know what he did say about that divorce? He took accountability. He said he, he ruined their marriage. Yeah, facts. Yeah, oh, facts. He said he had a good wife. He goes, she cooked, she cleaned, she took care of kids, she handled business, and he he did the things that he did. It was toxic. <laughs> and now she's married to Pastor Keon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy for her. Uh, but um, there was something else I was gonna add. I hate that. It was it was like what we were talking about, Monique. I lost it. Well, we can talk about it in another episode. Yeah, like uh, when I remember, I'm going to write it down, you guys. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. This was a good conversation. Um, look, Valentine's Day is coming up. Look, you don't have to have a person on Valentine's Day to love yourself. But girl, I know it would be nice. Sure. <laughs> what did I say? I said, I'm tired of girls' trips. I need a... A man trip. <laughs> no, I love my ladies. I love my friends. Um, but, you know, y'all know what I'm saying. So, Tim, I hope you feel better. Thank you. Me too. Because, oh, I want to put this in the chat um, to the, let me put this in the chat with the Pastor Keon, what they talked about. Okay, so if you guys enjoy this conversation hit that subscribe button hit that notification button you don't want to miss another episode of divine honey podcast you can also listen and rate the show on apple Podcasts and spotify the links are in the about section um i will also drop them in the comment section if you're interested in or know anyone who's interested in being a guest on the show or if you have any topics that you would like us to discuss please you can email me let me let me put that email up bougie girl b-o-o-s-h-e-g-u-r-l at gmail.com you guys i am on of course instagram bougie girl underscore llc um i'm also on facebook and tiktok Tim, do you have anything to shout out? Any parting words? Have a good day. Go Chiefs. <laughs> Until next time, you guys. Peace and blessings.